get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker. We go to the celebrity line, and our buddy, our Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joins us as the Blues get ready to take on the Nashville Predators tomorrow. So a day off, JR, for the Blues in Nashville today. <laughs> yeah, that is dangerous. I heard Joey's story, and I, heard Joey's story and I can definitely relate. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, there's a greasy spoon in Nashville, Brooke. I can't remember the name of the place. It's closed now, but we all used to pour over there, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning after the bars and there was one night i did so by myself i said i can't i can't drink another beer i'm heading to the greasy spoon and i loaded up on these tater tots and, and i went and sat in the seat and i finished them and i was still hungry so i said i'm going back i'm going back up and getting another order of loaded tater tots and so i went up there and i got the second order went back and finished those the next night we're at the bar again of course that's what you do and kerber says hey you want to go over to the greasy spoon I said, yeah, sure, let's go. So I said, I haven't been over here in a long time. So we go up we go up to the counter, and we're ordering our food, and the guy at the counter said, hey, I remember you. Well, this is impossible because there's 500 people in this place, and they're all drunk from the bars, right? There is no way this, there is no way that this guy remembers me. And Kerber goes, oh, you remember him? Tell me more. And this guy said, yeah, you had to order a tater tot, went and sat right there, came back up and ordered another set of tater tots, and Kerber was going bananas. He said, "Oh man, you really you got him. You threw him under the bus." So, yeah, it was uh, it's something that's dangerous in Nashville. That's it's just it's interesting to me that people have all these like Nashville stories that are like wilder than what I ever experienced <laughs> growing up there. It's it's a good time, and and uh, there's plenty more, and, and some you can't say on the radio. Jr. Uh, one of my favorite all-time athletes to be around is Tony Twist, and you have a great piece with him up. Uh, a story, his story, as told to you at the Athletic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I went out to Twister's house a couple times in the past week or so, and sat down with him. It's a story that's in his words, but uh, the way it's written is, you know, we kind of talk, we do the interview, uh, he puts things in his words. And then I take it and uh, and put it in a story form. And, and so a lot of good old stories uh, with Tony Twist talking about his days as an NHL enforcer. You know, one of the small stories that kind of caught my attention was he said he always watched film before he fought these guys. He said if a game was on ESPN, he'd get out the VHS tape and, and record it. And not only that, but he had guys in different cities that were recording fights for him. And they were delivering the fight, the tapes to the rink, and he would take these home and watch them. And he said, so he goes, I've fought the guy a hundred times in my head based on watching the tape before I ever step on the ice with the guy. JR, do you think that that part of hockey was was important or or do you think that it being done away with is is better for the game? You, You have to say that it's better for the game because the injuries that are involved and the aftermath of what happened with a lot of those guys. I don't see how you could look at it any other way you could be excited you know if you were in the rink 20 30 years ago and and you watch this sure I was a fan and I was there and I got caught up in it too Uh, but then now we know and that's what life is you you move on and you find out you know the seriousness of a lot of different things and 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 then you have to adjust and and move on and I think that's the situation now Tony Twist in the article says himself 
the game is better today. He said, now granted, I've just watched a few periods here and there, but he said the skill level, the speed, the execution is so much better. The game is so much more fun to watch. He admits that than when he played, but he said two things. You can't just throw, in his words, you can't just throw your binky in the center of the ice when you see something happen. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to police yourself. And then second of all, he said he feels like the kinmanship, the locker room knowledge is gone, and he feels like the third and fourth line guys, including some of those enforcers, are the guys who brought that to the locker room. Yeah, I can see that. I don't, I don't want to give away the full article, but I enjoy reading these, story, these stories that you have, Jeremy. And there's something that just stuck out to me in this story, that a uh, quick little excerpt that I'll point out. At 17, he quit hockey, so we almost didn't have all that legendary Tony Twist moments. Yeah, he really did. Uh, he said at 17 he quit hockey, and the reason he did is because the coach at the time of his junior hockey team just kept putting him out there to fight. He said that uh, he probably played 40 or 50, 50 games that season, and he said that uh, he fought almost every single game. Hmm. And you could only you could only fight once per game. So if you did it in the first period, you're going to get kicked out. So first period, second period, you know you're going to fight in the third. It's coming. <laughs> and there it was. You're fighting in the third. And he also joked, he said, you got to remember, he said, we're going up against all these uh, Canadian teams like uh, Grand Prairie, these these teams that uh, they bring their lumberjacks. And he said, they're not there to chop trees. They're there to chop players. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this, JR, when, when we talk about the quality of the sport, and that's undeniable that for the good teams, the the quality of the game, the skill level of the players is way above what it was when Twister played. But if you were a team like the Blackhawks or the Ducks or the Sharks or the Coyotes, you could load up on two or three of those guys and sell tickets based upon your style of play, which included a lot of fighting. I think removing fighting has probably taken some people that ordinarily would have gone to a game just to see a fight away from the game. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Um, You know, but I I go back to uh, what matters the most, and that's the health of these guys. And, you know, there's not enough space in the article to get into everything that Tony Twist talked about. But, you know, he really felt bad for some of these guys who have uh, incurred some of the health uh, problems that come along with that job. And and he said that uh, these guys were warriors. You know, he talked about Derek Bugard and Wade Belak and these guys. And, you know, he said that uh, he hasn't uh, felt these issues in his life post-career, uh, but he said he really feels bad for these guys. And, you know, I'm not saying he came out and said, you know, there shouldn't be fighting. There never should have been fighting. And that wasn't the case. He made his bread and butter uh, off that. And it did sell a ton of tickets, Randy, as you say. Uh, but I just think we're at a point now where, you know, let's see the skill. Let's see the game. But at the same time, like Tony says, I think the game is better sometimes when these guys police themselves. And I love this excerpt. I'm going to read it from your piece at The Athletic because it's one of my all-time favorite stories. He says, we were playing in Detroit and Martin LaPointe ran Chris Pronger. I went after LaPointe and he ducked. Well, out comes Joey Kosher. Joey and I both have our heads down and we're laughing. He goes, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to break Steve Eiserman's ankle. He said, you can't do that. I said, I get it, but you've got to tell LaPointe not to run my guy. Puck drops. I whack Stevie and Joey and I are getting into it. And the linesmen break it up before we start firing mitts. That's how it worked. The message was sent from Kosher to Eiserman, Eiserman to Scotty Bowman, and Bowman to LaPointe. But they have to believe that I would break Stevie's ankle. And there's no doubt. There was no if. That's what it's all about right there. Yeah, and Randy, as you read that, you know, I can hear him saying that, and that's the one thing. You wish you had some video 
uh, because as he's telling me that, he's just getting so animated. And you can tell when he gets to the point in the comment where he says that there's no ifs. I would have broken Stevie Eiserman's legs. It's totally believable. And I think that's what's lost a little bit today. I don't think if a player said that 2023 to the guy across from him at the face-off circle that he'd actually believe it. But I believe it when Tony Twist says it. And he skated by their bench and said it to Bowman, too. He said, hey, settle your guy down or number 19's season ends tonight. And, yeah, exactly. and then he said, I don't know if he told you this, but in the story that was related to me, we didn't see Martin Lapointe in that game anymore. Yeah, yeah. At the end of that, he says, I don't think he played the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, it's great. And, and Randy, just the intimidation factor. Uh, he said that there was another time that uh, he was going against uh, Toronto and they called up a guy from the minors to fight him. And he said, so you know what I did? The morning skate. And now for people who aren't familiar with the morning skate, that's 1030 in the morning. We're talking six or seven hours before game time. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are out on the ice having their morning skate. Well, the Blues are getting ready. They're getting dressed. They're going to go out on the, on the ice after them. Tony Twist said, so I went to their bench. I started taping my stick on their bench. I grabbed their water bottle and started drinking their water. And uh, he said, I fought Frank that night, and he didn't last long in the NHL. So a uh, lot of fights, a lot of fights. The last one I'll leave you with is Tony Twist's uh, 104 NHL fights, 104. But he said, if you include junior, minors, streets, and bars, the number had to be 500. <laughs> <laughs> JR, we were uh, talking about Yakub Verana earlier today. He's played in 13 games and has nine goals. Um, he's on his third team. We we understand all of the things that he's been through on and off the ice. He's he's was a was a first first round draft pick, 13th overall. What are the expectations for him, and how good can this young man be? Yeah, I think you really can. I think he's genuine, Kerry, and that he, he wants to move on from his situation in Detroit. Uh, I think he fits well with today's game. He's got a good shot. He puts the puck on net, and he's got that speed that we've seen, and not just uh, you know the speed that we typically talk about getting up the ice, but he's got speed to get into position to take the shot, and we've seen that with Kapanen, too. Sometimes these guys can get to the outside and get off a shot that normally a guy wouldn't. And so I, I think they're bringing this element to the Blues that Doug Armstrong has to like and was hoping that they would bring. Uh, and there's been a lot made, Kerry, about these guys just having one more year left on their contract. But if they continue to play this way and continue to fit the Blues system of, of which uh, the direction that they want to go, uh, I think there's the potential for one or both of these guys to be resigned. I think Verona's been a, a real big surprise. Let me ask you guys, does he make up for all the guys that went to Detroit and started playing better? Is this a trade? situation with these Detroit starting to get offset a little bit yeah aside from the number 57 <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of them but yeah he's been good oh man if we go back through history no I if we're talking <laughs> Holly and Shani and Steve Duchesne and all those guys no I, I don't think we Scotty Bowman I don't think we can make up for that no, I don't think so, but we'll limit it to the uh, Armstrong-Stevie Eiserman trades, and uh, I think uh, Doug got one here, but uh, there have been a few going Eiserman's favor before this. Absolutely. JR, before we let you go, it'll be fun to see Jim Montgomery and his team in town. That, that's a, uh, an historic run that they're on. Yeah, it will be. I remember uh, when the Blues hired Jim Montgomery, had a chance to talk with him, and he was thankful for the opportunity. This is before he coached one game with the Blues as an assistant coach. Uh, of course, had a couple years where there was a lot of success. And he was a part of it. And uh, I'll tell you this, he was so excited to get that Boston Bruins job, original six team. He didn't know where he was going to land. There was interest with some other teams. Uh, but he gets to Boston. He's got a great team, great culture. Uh, but he's a big part of that success. Uh, a real good guy, real good uh, communicator. Guys love playing for him. They had an issue in Boston where the young kids, they weren't getting the most out of them. Jim Montgomery's gotten the most out of them. So I'm sure there'll be a, 
probably a little graphic video tribute for Jim Montgomery when he gets to St. Louis. Uh, a lot of respect from the Blues organization for what he did here. JR, have a nice weekend. Thanks so very much for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. See you. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletics, Jeremy Rutherford. And make sure you read that piece about Tony Twist uh, in The Athletic because it's fantastic.